Hey guys, welcome back to another Trucking Made Successful podcast and today will be completely different. We have been talking about the market way too much in my opinion and getting disappointed lately. So instead of talking about freight, brokers, the situation with the trucking industry, let's get personal. So to be quite honest, I was pretty against making a podcast or a video. If you're interested in seeing the video, it is on my YouTube channel, but I was against making something like this, despite the fact that I have been getting request after request to share how I got into this industry. Now it's not a secret, not at all actually. And I always answer questions about this on my lives. But today, I guess I had a change of heart and decided to do this podcast and video because sometimes it's nice to hear another person's perspective and another person's story. So here goes. So first and foremost, a few answers to questions right off the bat, because I keep getting these questions sometimes from a good place, sometimes from a not so good place. So I wasn't born in the United States. I actually moved here in 2009 and became an American citizen either in 2013 or 2014 or something like that. I don't remember. Second, I went to an American school from first grade to 12th grade. So basically my whole schooling was in an American school. Hence, my English is pretty good and it is actually my first language despite me not being able to pronounce things as you probably clearly can hear. But yeah, that's where you hear the accent from. Third, I'm half Ukrainian and half Georgian, and I speak neither Ukrainian nor Georgian, but I do know a little bit of French, which, I mean, I, I don't know, it, it doesn't really help much. And finally, no, I am not a dispatcher. A lot of people think that and they try to use it against me for some reason, although I don't know why. I understand that dispatchers, some dispatchers have basically earned a bad rep right in this industry. Um, but a good dispatcher, in my opinion, is a great asset. I will continue thinking that, but no, I am not a dispatcher. I'm one of the owners along with my two business partners of two trucking companies. And I just happen to dispatch my own fleet because I'm cheap and I don't want to hire any other dispatchers at the moment. So there's that. So, okay. Backstory. While I was studying at university in California, I also started working in retail, specifically bridal. It didn't take me long to realize that bridezillas, and yes, they are pretty much all bridezillas, they're just not for me. I always had a hard time dealing with girls, women. I'm one of those girls who was always one of the guys, you know, like a tomboy, always. So then life pushed me into fashion recruiting, which was a corporate job, and I really enjoyed it. My job was to find and hire talent for brands like Gucci, Bottega Veneta, The Real Real, and so on and so forth. And honestly, I learned a ton from that job. Most of all, it was the confidence when it comes to trying to speak to people because I had a hard time with that. But then my family, who was still in Europe at that time and was about to move to the US, called me and started talking about trucking. Now, again, I might have been a tomboy my whole life, but I had a completely girly reaction and attitude to this idea. Me, a delicate flower in trucking? You've got to be joking me. Seriously, that was my reaction. 
Well, they did research, they ran numbers, they were doing their homework on this industry while I was having fun recruiting for luxury brands, and they asked me to help in opening a trucking company. We agreed that I would simply open it and then be a silent partner as th that's how they called it. And this is because I wanted it to be so. Again, my reaction to going into trucking was probably not the most honorable reaction out there. I couldn't understand it. So why did they ask for my help? Well, because they believed that since I have been living in the US almost 10 years by that point, I would know better what to do. The thing that they did not realize is the extent of my lack of knowledge when it comes to trucks. Now, I always mention this, and this is really true. I used to think that a semi-truck and a trailer, they didn't detach. And when you buy a truck, it comes with a trailer. So when you buy, you want a flatbed truck, you have to get a special truck that has a flatbed trailer. So that's how clueless I used to be. Now, I used to call trucks the big annoying hippos on the road, and I'm pretty embarrassed about that. They used to annoy the bejesus out of me, and they scared me, and honestly, they always moved slower than the traffic, and I didn't know anything about rules and regulations back then. I didn't know that trucks have their own speed limits, so yeah, they used to annoy me, which is horrible to say. I feel, I mean, it's embarrassing to say now. I was basically a spoiled brat an entitled spoiled brat when they asked me to do this, but hey, I was up to the challenge. So knowing nothing, my first mentor, in quotes, if you will, was the gentleman who sold us our first truck that was pre-ordered. He could spend one to two hours on the phone with me easily explaining IRP, IFTA, and so on. Now, I didn't understand a single word he said, obviously, but I pretended like... I was following along. I pretended to be smart. He told me everything I needed in order to actually be able to pick up the truck. MC, DOT, insurance, IRP, IFTA, BOC3, and so on and so forth. And I happened to research every single part to try to understand what the heck he was talking about. Now, after a while, I realized that I'm completely useless. And I found Apex Capital, an authority service provider, and they ended up opening our LLC, the MCN DOT number, BOC3, told me how to do UCR, state permits, and all that jazz. The thing they didn't do is insurance, so here I am, new owner of an MC number. My business partner, who by that time was already in the US, was a new CDL holder, yeah, insurance was tough because no one wanted to insure a new CDL holder who is part of a new venture, right? Because it's a new business, new MC, new DOT, new LLC. I think I sat on the phone with insurance companies for like two weeks straight and some agents would send our info to the same insurance companies and those insurance companies would get mad and it was just a darn mess. But through that, I learned that insurance ratings matter because brokers only work with A and B rated insurance companies. It was some English, like British man who told me that. He was one of the agents that I was talking to. He told me, you have to check out AM Best because insurance ratings matter. So yeah, he told me to stay away from risk retention groups and so on. Finally, I was able to find a wonderful agent who is still our agent four years later for both our companies and for a good price, considering the fact that we were new. It was like $24,000 per year for a reefer. Not bad. 
But throughout this whole process of getting insurance and learning about ELDs and fuel cards, toll passes, all of that, I became obsessed with compliance because I have this goody-goody two-shoes complex and I'm very competitive. And the moment I found out that there would be a new entrant audit, I had to make sure we were the perfect carrier and that we won. What competition we were in, I have no idea. So then the calls to the FMCSA and the California DOT started. And I remember this guy, Jesus. I would call the California DOT and it was always Jesus who answered and I had so many compliance questions. And mind you, this was pretty much every day for a good two weeks. Now, I remember the last time I talked to him, it was pretty embarrassing, but here goes. He picks up the phone and I am chipper because I want to make a good impression. I don't know who he is. Maybe he is our future DOT officer or, you know, California Highway Patrol, whatnot, who's going to be doing our audit. So here I am and I'm like, Jesus, it's Miranda. And all I hear on the other end is, oh, the guy was fed up, but I needed answers and I got them. (laughs) At least I'm persistent. Anyway, fast forward to the first load I had to book. Guys, I was terrified of calling brokers because I knew that they talk fast from what I have heard. I did watch some YouTube videos before that. I knew that they use some lingo that I'm completely unfamiliar with. And I knew that I'm about to embarrass myself. Let's be real. Well, first load I booked was with TQL. And when the guy was telling me about the load, I told him that I'm new. So apologies in advance. If I'm slower in understanding, I just wanted to make a good impression. At that time, broker relationships really mattered to me. Thankfully, it was his second day on the job as a broker. So that was perfect. We both knew nothing and made it seem like we are cool business people. (laughs) That was the moment I got hooked. Now, I consider myself very lucky in a way because it was just me and my family member, the business partner who was driving, and every day I heard about the difficulties of running a truck, the difficulties of dealing with shippers and receivers, the check calls from brokers, other drivers who can be ruthless, road conditions, DOT officers, all of that. The difficulty of staying and sleeping in a truck for a month, two months, sometimes three months. So yeah, I would say that starting a business with family really opens your eyes in this industry because so many people who don't drive, who sit behind their computers are kind of out of touch with reality. One thing that I learned very quickly is that I might've been having fun talking to brokers and booking freight in the beginning, But then there was this other side, which was instrumental, the person who is actually operating the vehicle. And the things you go through being behind the wheel are often horrific, heartbreaking, lonely, dangerous, terrifying. How many more adjectives can I use? Basically, it's through this experience, which is ongoing, by the way, I still speak to both my business partners on a daily basis, several times a day, I hear about it constantly, and sometimes it's heartbreaking. This is the experience that taught me to respect truckers. I yell at my husband anytime he's about to make a lane change in front of a semi-truck. I tell him, keep your distance, don't make the guy break or the girl break. It's hard to break on a semi-truck. 
any semi truck that tries to change or actually any truck that tries to change lanes in front of me, I will let it pass regardless of how late I am. It's all in the small things. I just learned to respect the industry and especially respect those that operate those trucks. Anyway, fast forward to 2021 or the end of 2021. Business was obviously booming. My other family member and business partner moved to the US finally, and we opened a second carrier company. Why? Well, it was because of insurance. Some people think that I'm up to no good. I'm doing something shady. How can I have two trucking companies? It was just because of insurance. So let me tell you the story. Our original company's insurance no longer accepted new CDL holders. And despite the fact that my other business partner who just moved had over 20 years of experience with a CDL in Europe, unfortunately, it did not count here. It is non-transferable. So basically, we had a choice. Choice number one, option number one, open a separate company just for him with a separate LLC, separate MC and insurance that will actually take him on as a new CDL holder instead of changing our original company's insurance and making the insurance increase for all trucks or he has to drive for another carrier. So we chose the first option and we decided to open a second company, which is completely separate, by the way. Now, it was around that time that I started thinking about YouTube as well, and the goal was twofold, right? There was my business partner's goal, and there was my goal. My business partners thought this would be a great way to find people to join our team. And my goal, my predominant goal, I also wanted to have people join our team from, or thanks to the YouTube channel, but my goal was that it was an opportunity for me to teach others who are trying to get into this industry. Now, as I said before, there was quite a learning curve for me when I got in and I wanted to be able to teach others how to do everything in a more understandable manner. Something that I realized in this industry, a lot of people gatekeep. And I'll tell you a small story of what happened to me before we started, when I started getting interested, before we got our trailer. I had a gentleman who came, he was a car hauler. He was picking up my car that I sold and he was driving it to New York. He was from New York. So he went from New York to California, picked up my car, was going back to New York. And I asked him about how his experience is in trucking. And I told him that I'm interested in reefers. And he told me, do not get in to the trucking industry, right? And yeah, he was gatekeeping information because we were pretty successful right off the get-go. So I really did not want to be one of those people. I wanted to be able to give understandable, easily digestible information for people, right? Now, like everything else, YouTube and life has a mind of its own. So it just takes you to a different direction, right? So this YouTube channel became a freight market channel, analyzing the market, making sense of the situation, trying to survive and so on. And I have to say, I have learned more about this industry in the two years since I started the YouTube channel then I have actually operating a trucking company or two trucking companies. It's actually funny, but this is because when you try to teach and you want to make sure that the information you are presenting is understandable, you learn a lot yourself. So yeah, guys, that's the little story about me. You take away from this, whatever it is you take away. But one thing that I do want to say is that 
I was someone who was pretty naive when I got in, not just in trucking, but just, I was a naive child. I knew nothing, neither did my business partners for the most part when it came to the trucking industry in the United States. But here we are, still rolling even in times like these. And the point is, nothing is impossible. We learn from our mistakes, we learn from others, we sometimes fall flat on our faces, right? But we have to keep moving no matter what, in some sort of direction. So when people in the comments tell me to get out of the industry, and yeah, I do get those comments on YouTube, unfortunately, get out of the industry. I replied that I won't. Honestly, the best thing to compare it <laughs> It's going to sound fan funny, but the best thing to compare it to is we all have a list or we all used to have a list of what we wanted in a potential life partner, right? Or at least most of us, like there is a list, check marks, they have to be, they have to look like this, they have to like this, et cetera, et cetera. And sometimes life surprises you and you end up falling head over heels for someone you would never, not even in your wildest dreams, think of. This is me and this industry. It's one of the big loves of my life, other than my family, of course. Anyway, guys, enough of that. On Friday, I will get back to the freight market updates and forecasts, and we will continue learning together. But I hope that this podcast and the video on YouTube provided a small distraction of sorts from the current environment. Stay safe, stay resilient, keep learning, and I will catch you in the next podcast.